Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, The Deep Dive, featuring your esteemed hosts, Andy Monitor and Drew Dinzik, powered by BetSperts. Let's head down the coast to your nape of the way, your neck of the woods. Let's do it. Welcome to the Deep Dive. LA Rams. The Ramley is on deck, Andy. Uh, it is very, very tough for me to set aside the goodwill that I have for this team for their ability to persevere and win a championship last year. Um, and, but I, you know, I will be the first person to step up and say, that was extremely lucky but you need a little luck to win a championship you need your players to stay healthy you know we said that before the season on this team i said like hey if nobody gets hurt ever this team is going to be crazy good because they have it's stars and scrubs like they have a bunch of high-end players and then during the season they added several more and in the in the (laughs) ultimate of like the more I looked at like how this team ran their organization for the last few years, it felt like the the draft like we talked about draft picks a little with the Niners and how the you know how the Rams have looked at them, and it feels like everybody who's valuing draft picks is trying to build a better pager, and the Rams are <laughs> walking around with a cell phone, you know, just like they, like they're like they were just two steps ahead with why yeah. would why would I want this draft pick that is like super high upside. 20% of the time and has a lot of downside. If you can give me a known quantity for it, like, no, I'll take the, you know, it had been so boring on let's make a deal. No, I'll take the car. I don't care about the mystery door. Like the mystery door could be a donkey. A lot of times it was a donkey guys. Remember that? Like they don't want donkeys. They want cars. And they went and got the sure thing a bunch of times. They have no draft capital. Their, their runway is, surprisingly extending into this year and hitting hitting on uh the the biggest trade really wasn't the most exciting one but seeing stafford play well with a good team around him was kind of honestly it was kind of satisfying for you know a guy you saw languishing not only languishing in detroit but playing through injuries really doing more than I would have done for that franchise in those cases, really being a a tough guy up there. And it was cool to see him rewarded, I guess, because he has played, you know, he played well last year, despite making some boneheaded decisions during the season. They were the the team that was boom or bust on a lot of plays with what cup did. And then, I mean, Stafford led the league in interceptions, man. He threw some really horrible ones at certain points, but, they had enough star power and they had enough skill luck and everything hashed out right for them in the playoffs. I think they had to come behind in two out of the three playoff games late to win. And yeah. that's winning close games and not having anyone get injured. That is the definition of luck in the NFL. And you do have to be lucky to win the Super Bowl. And it was a it was a wild ride. And here they are. What was the what was their finishing position? I had a, I have this written down. Fourth overall. Fourth, yeah, I couldn't remember if they were third or fourth, but this fourth was not your. This was not your top seed. This was your worst divisional winner, according to the mm-hmm. how the tiebreakers work out, and yet 
there they are still hosting two. So they were the Man. worst. They were the worst of the playoff teams that won their division. They hosted two out of three playoff games. They hosted three out of four. Oh, yeah. They, <laughs> they hosted I, the I, I spaced the first game. I don't even look at that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cardinals. Cardinals, Cardinals. Uh, NFC championship game in the Super Bowl. We're all in yep. uh, Rams house. Whose house? Rams house. Um, they were yes. so fucking lucky. Who they wears so, the Super Bowl so, this year? So, Why so are we lucky? doing 32 Arizona. previews? Glendale. If we can it's just say Glendale. the Cardinals. Yeah, it's just, we talked. Yeah, we talked. Yeah, that's not that's not happening, though. by the way. <laughs> okay, um, the they were so fucking lucky. They and were lucky the, to win the West. They needed Seattle to beat Arizona in the final week, mm-hmm. and then they yeah, and then yeah, like it, yeah, because they they lost that week's eighteen game to the Niners, if I remember correctly. Um, let me look at their schedule here. Right, and right uh, off the, the bat, big, it didn't look yeah. like it was going to start lucky. Cam Akers went no, down yeah. immediately. Yeah, bad. and it's like, oh no, this this yeah. is oh this fragile team is falling apart already. And we were, you know, we're the 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 old cartoon with the guy standing outside the window, just a sicko. <laughs> that's that's us yeah, just waiting for hurt. this team to fall apart. Yeah. Oh, they're getting hurt already. Um, yeah, Oops. no, they they were lucky to win the West. They needed Arizona to collapse to make that happen. They were lucky to um, uh, get the path that they did, right? If they're, uh, you know, if they don't get to go, if if the Niners don't defeat Dallas and the Niners go to, to Lambeau, the Rams have to go to Lambeau that day. I don't have mm-hmm. confidence that they're getting an upset over Aaron Rodgers in that spot. No way. And then they get to go to Tampa Bay, who they match up brilliantly against instead still eke out a three-point win. And then rather than host going to Lambeau for the NFC Championship game, they got to host Jimmy G and his busted shoulder in the uh, NFC Championship game. And then in the Super Bowl, you draw a completely inexperienced Bengals team instead of the Chiefs or the Bills. <laughs> like I, like the in, the in the simulated universe, this was the 1%. <laughs> right? Luck, like, luck, on, lu- was, luck on luck on luck. This was oh, it's very, a, very, like very ever since I can remember, it's been a weird team for me as far as just their their outcomes. They've been they've won two Super Bowls, man, and both of them were just at the end of the season. You're just gobsmacked, like what happened here? Kurt well, Kurt Warner just won a Super yeah, Bowl. The, who the fuck is Kurt Warner? Yeah, um, yeah. You know who? Here, here's a fun one, just because I have the Rams pulled up because I was trying to think of how many they've been to. Five, by the way. Who is the all-time passing leader for the Rams of Cleveland, St. Louis, L.A.? Chris Yeager. By yardage. What's that? Chris Yeager. Nailed it. Nailed it. <laughs> is it really? Yes. That's Jim Everett I, is the all-time? Really? Yeah. I, oh, wow. I, I, I pulled it at 50-50. You'd get that. I mean, think <laughs> oh, wow. of another quarterback who's been there for like a long time. Yeah, not very long. Sam Bradford was there for a little while. Uh, yeah, Goff, probably pretty close. Um, I'll have to look at uh, Goff's all times, but yeah, weird franchise for me. And yeah, you described even more luck not having to play Buffalo or Kansas City in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Just all the all the things that shook out right. And again, it's a so, high variance so, so, game. So that crazy things happen every year. Well, let's Eli let's, look, let's reflect Eli on their season. Two Super Bowls, guys. Yeah, that, that that luck happens. Um, let's reflect on their season a little more. They came out of the gates hot. 
they were mm-hmm. good against the Bears, covered easily, uh, went to Indianapolis in a really tough spot, got a hard-fought win. Uh, in week three, they were bet against heavily by the Sharps, hosting Tampa Bay. They took care of business. Beat them hard. Beat them, by they beat them hard. And then week four, lost to the Cardinals in what is an excusable fashion because they had some fluky plays bounced against them. Um, then, you know, didn't lose focus, rap, you know, just rapidly, bang, 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 Seattle, Giants, Lions, Texans, all taking care of business. Not, bad, you know, no, bad teams, no, but three of them were on the road. Three yeah, out of four of those were on the road. Right. And they, they won them all. Yeah, some bad spots, but no fiddle mm-hmm. fucking around. They just took care of business. They're seven and one. And then, you know, and then they had their little midseason swoon where Matt Stafford got a little loose with the ball. They lose three to the in Titans a in a two turnout. Tur- turnovers became sort of their bugaboo offensively. Uh-huh. They lose to the Titans, Niners, and the Packers in consecutive games before turning around and finding their form, dispatching the Jaguars, Cardinals, Seahawks, Vikings, and then eking out a win versus the Ravens, which gave them the pole position to uh, secure the NFC West. However, they could not beat the Niners in Week 18, but thankfully for them, Arizona Cardinals uh, did not show up for their Week 18 game, so they got to host the Cardinals instead of the other way around on Wild Card Monday night where they absolutely embarrassed the inexperienced Cardinals. Um, The rest of their playoff wins, three points, three points, three points. And again, as previously chronicled, very, very fortunate path. Tampa Bay guys were all hurt. Jimmy G had no shoulder and thumb. And uh, you didn't have to play Josh Allen. You didn't have to play Pat Mahomes. And you still should have lost that game to the Niners. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you should have. Niners had a yeah. fourth and two that would have put them in the Super Bowl, and they they kicked. Yep. So wild. Such Absolutely yeah. Such wild. is such is how it works, I guess. And yeah, not only the swoon, but how bad the defense and the defense was put in bad positions by some of the turnovers. But they averaged like thirty-two points against for that Tennessee, San Francisco, Green Bay game stretch that had a bye week in it. And the, the defense really not only just underperformed a titch, but they also got put in some bad spots by some of those turnovers, uh, the stretch there that they kind of rattled off before the last game. They weren't the best teams. You know, the Ravens were a team that had been beat up and beat to shit by injuries. Yep. And the, Vi- the Vikings were kind of an up-and-down team. But, I mean, you beat the three of those five games during that stretch were, again, on the road. Seattle, Seattle is a team that's, you know, you're always going to play you close. And then, I mean, the Jags game, we can kind of just call that a, yeah, um, here's some respite, but they, they played well. It it was maybe a little, again, a little similar to the Niners where this team went into the bye, came out, the Green Bay game didn't go right, but from there on out, they stayed hot and uh, they took advantage of variance, won close games. And yeah, I I just don't understand how this is ever going to happen again. Well, uh, let's let's reflect on one other thing from 2021. Your stars were extremely available, and they were all stars, even when they started the season on different teams. Cooper, yeah, well, that's that's a great point. Like uh, OBJ yeah, and OBJ. Did, did Miller, you see yeah. Von Miller's stats? Yeah, he was like, he was crazy. He was crazy good there. Yeah, um, he put up he put up a replacement level season in eight games for them. <laughs> above the price level season over over an eight game stretch which is absolutely crazy i think he had um, like nine nine sacks for them and crazy uh 
he had nine point five sacks. Last he was year. crazy good. Um, so he had, yeah, he had, he had five five sacks in eight games for them, just kind of coming in. Yeah, yeah. Cooper Cup was your MVP. He had a career year at age twenty eight. Um, he was the best offensive player in football. He was the offensive player of the year as a result, um, and he uh, carried that form through the playoffs. It was not a regular season fluke. He went up against elite competition in the playoffs and did his job. Uh, and did it well, and he was your Super Bowl MVP as well. He do you won remember everything. when they just? Do you remember when they just brought in like Eric Weddle? I don't, like they, I they do couldn't. That, yeah. They couldn't do anything wrong. I mean, it, it it wasn't for a long time, but he had a bunch of tackles in the playoffs. He was like their leading tackler against the Niners. Like the guy was retired. He just comes in. Ah, I'll just come in, play okay for the playoffs, get a ring. Like every, like everything it. they did kind of turned out all right. And again, yep. luck on luck on luck. And it's starting yep. to regress already because their signal caller, their dinged captain, um, is dinged up a little. And that could be that could be a problem, right? 17 games from Cup, 17 games from Donald, 17 games from Stafford, 16 games from Ramsey. All four of those players are playing pre- premium positions in the NFL, and all four gave you at or near the top of their uh, positional group in terms of performance. Stafford yeah, probably take... the – he was the the kind of the furthest gap. Yeah, he was hind tip as far as those guys. But, like, Cooper Cup won. They're not a one like the, <laughs> in the league. Yeah, yeah. Jalen Ramsey you... top three. And then Stafford sure. probably top five. Yeah. And again, you can't throw out the interceptions. It's easy to say, well, throw out the interceptions. But if he cleaned that up a little, he's Mm -hmm. very good. And again, some of it is the players around you. It's easier when Cooper Cup's doing what he's doing. But you're part of that equation as well. Yeah, it's, again, gobsmacked that this team was having these things happen. And yeah, here, here so comes here's 2022 the in your face. Here's the thing about Stafford. Uh, so Stafford, as you mentioned, is dealing with an elbow. They're being a little bit more candid this year than they were last year. when apparently this was also a thing. Yeah. We catch a lot of rumors. I didn't catch any that were that serious about his elbow last year, but apparently it was a big deal. What is your read on uh, exactly how much his elbow limited his like quality of play last year. And again, I I always say this, I'm not going to sit down and watch a lot of film, but now I kind of, of anybody, it made me want to sit down and watch his film from last year and see if that was a, it's hard to tell, you know, if it's something that was bothering him, but were some of those errant throws because he had a bad wing? I don't know. He he played pretty well for a guy if that was bothering him. It sounds like they're just working on managing it, and I don't know. It's it, even when a team is candid, I'm I'm skeptical. I'm like, yeah, you guys are fucking lying. You guys are lying <laughs> to me. Like seriously, at this point, if he missed the entire season, that wouldn't surprise. Like it would be surprising. I shouldn't say it wouldn't surprise me, but it wouldn't be like I never saw that coming. Like teams lie to you. They about injuries, especially like this could be way worse than we than we even know. And again, and also it could be a total non a non thing. Yeah, it's, just, it's a big a big nothing burger where yeah, it's bugging him a little. But you know, modern medicine and 
the way we can manage injuries nowadays and particularly the way the Rams can manage injuries. Yeah. And Hey, guess what? The, the wide receivers, <laughs> I guess what they're, they're working with the jugs machine today. You see that new jugs machine. Yeah, they can cool. make that jugs machine machine into Matt Stafford. If they want like, Hey, this is how Matt throws the ball. <laughs> he can just hang out in the lawn chair and rest the arm till Sunday. Yeah. I like that. Um, so a couple of thoughts on the Stafford elbow. Uh, I agree with you. I kind of want to go back and watch a little bit to see if you can pick up anything from the way you played last year. Because I was going to pick the games mind, where he was, was bad, like yeah, where he yeah. threw what, ha- what happened in those? Yeah, what happened in those? Like the Tennessee game is a good example. Like what was going on in there? Where because he had a couple of absolute laughers in that game. Um, but my general read on this is whatever the fundamental injury is with the elbow. This is something that only gets fixed by Tommy John. But it's something that can be managed and played through with the appropriate treatment and rest. And the team overall looked at where they are in terms of being able to compete this year and made a decision that we will risk him ultimately making it so bad that he must have Tommy John this year. But the trade-off is if he doesn't need it, we have another chance at a Super Bowl. And I think that was probably the right decision compared to, say, having him go under the knife in March, <laughs> right? Like, yeah. I think they I think they, they did the decision tree then and decided, we got one more crack at this. Let's go for it. You know who else had elbow inflammation? About I'd say it was it was it was summerish, but it, it it trickled into the fall last year. Clayton Kershaw. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> he did. He didn't get Tommy John. The well, parallels. It was, it was, are did, are there was, any other parallels between those two players? That's no. Crazy. I just I don't, well, they both play in LA. It just made me think oh, of him okay. because there. I mean, there was rumors like, oh, he's going to need Tommy John. A lot less common in in football, but also. It's Matt Stafford. He plays through everything. Yeah, he but does. it's one of those. It's one of those injuries where it's like, well, you're tough as nails, and we're happy you're playing through it. But you're throwing absolute goddamn ducks now because it's gotten worse, and the team will have to manage that. So this is a uh, a big what if. But he says he's on pace to play week one. He made it through a scrimmage where he had to throw quite a bit. It seems like he's. Did you just throw something so the cat would chase it? If you're listening, to yeah, the podcast, they're yeah, they're they're fighting just, and they're, they're they're fighting. I don't want them to scratch each other. I don't know what's going on with them. Let them fight. No, no, they they uh, they they're, they're wild friendly, animals. But it's it's friendly, True. but like they're they're fighting over the top the top seat on the cat tower. Guys, fucking not. Uh, it's class classic cat behavior. I hate cats so much. <laughs> um, all right, back to Stafford. I don't know. Like, again, they're being candid-ish, but I don't believe half the shit NFL teams say. So this is uh, something to monitor. And it is the biggest what-if because the range of outcomes here is Stafford is it's getting worse and he might need a, a procedure, a cleanup, a surgery. Obviously, if it's like a Tommy John-level surgery, he's done for the year. And then, and then you're sitting in a spot where maybe you're looking at Jimmy G or God knows what. I'm, I'm not sure what is what else is out there, but. I, I guess John Wolford has started a few games. It's not 
it's not the worst situation, but it's definitely not what you're hoping for this year. And that would be maybe step one in a house of cards collapsing because they are still a fragile team. Like they still don't have a ton of depth at a lot of places. And that is worrisome. Like you have the best receiver in the league. You have the best defensive tackle and you have a lot of other things that are working out, but there's what ifs on the offensive line where note booms kind of step in. There's what ifs in, you know, in the, the, the secondary not named Jalen Ramsey and, Uh, yeah one or two injuries in this team is middling as fuck yeah we could we could literally just clip our commentary from last year and replay it for for everything like not only is yeah not only is depth an issue on this team but for the second straight year coaching turn is turning over (laughs) like they cannot keep coaches in that coaching room Everybody is yeah, anti the anti KC. They lose a court. They're like losing 1.2 coordinators a year. Raheem Morris is still your DC, but Liam yep. Cohen steps into the OC role as KOC has vacated it. Uh, Sean McVay is returning. Although, you know, I guess, what do you make of the McVay flirting with taking a media gig? And what do you make I, of Aaron Donald flirting with retirement? You think either I of think, those things were ever fruition coming to fruition or was that all about the money? I don't want to say the cat, the McVay thing was a hundred percent horse shit because and if, if you make it to a couple and you, you get a ring, you have to think about it. Like, man, do I want this grind or do I want to just show up on set, have somebody put some makeup on me and talk football? Cause I'll tell you what, what we do is a lot easier than coaching. I wouldn't even oh, want to coach Pop yeah. Warner. Uh, uh, you think? Oh, yeah. So <laughs> I, I don't think it's 100% shit, but it, even if it was mostly shit, it was a yeah. good way to leverage. Like, this is what I'm doing, leveraging. And there's even rumors that he is signed, that it's just, it's not like a receiver thing or a receiver, a player thing where that stuff is more public recordy. There's rumors that he's he has done some dealing and he's actually, you know, worked out that contract. Oh no, he, but... I think he's locked in long term. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think they, I think they, they, I think they, they restructured it even. Yeah. Where he's, okay. he's like getting more because of the the whole I'm going to Amazon thing or whatever. I don't know. And the the same thing with Aaron Donald too. Like, what's he got left to prove? He's got his ring. He's multiple time Defensive Player of the Year. And every year that passes, we just find out more about CTE. Like, do, do you want to do you want to play five more years and? you know, add to being the best tackle in the league, or do you want to walk when you're 50? Like I'd, mm. I'd lean towards the ladder. Like, yeah, to just knock heads for a few more years. I, I don't blame anybody who retires early. It's a brutal sport. So I don't think either one was, you know, complete horse shit, but it didn't surprise me that either's back. I guess that was always the heavy favorite. Yeah. I think we're going to get, I think, I mean, Aaron Donald basically got a hundred million dollars guaranteed for the next three years. So he's going to play now. Yeah. That's a lot of cabbage. Um, that's a lot of cabbage. I don't know how, like the, the whole, Hey, do you want to walk like that? That's yeah. the only, that's the only counterpoint to the, Hey, do you want to walk when you're 50? Like, like, yeah. Here's a hundred million dollars. What yeah. if we gave you like yeah. nine oh. figures though? Oh, <laughs> well, that's well, yeah. color. okay. So, okay, fine. Um, you got yeah, me. Wow. Yeah. 73 million in dead cap, uh, for him in this season. Um, although his cap hit is only 24 because somehow they are cap wizards in LA. Um, it's still a very fragile team. 
at the end. Yeah, of give the me game. give me your percentages. Do the percentage thing where it's like, hey, this team yeah. is just as fucking lucky as they were last year. Twenty percent is just that's high. You think I, that's high? You think it's only? Being, you think that it's it's only like what ten percent that they're that that yeah. okay. So so basically of the core four, Cup, Donald, Stafford, Ramsey. I say twenty percent chance that those guys that no one none of those guys miss meaningful. I want to throw one more thing into that that would also classify them as not being as lucky as last year. The okay. core four not missing points, and then also not having a cluster injury anywhere. Okay. Enough teams suffer at least one where, like, oh no, we have two offensive linemen gone now. Two starting offensive linemen, I think, qualifies. Two wide receivers, uh, you know, two any two members of like a, a positional grouping losing a corner and a safety for a, an extended period of time, like throwing that in. I put it at ten percent that none of that okay. happens. Okay, and then I, probably I, I like think, yeah. yeah, seventy for everything else, and then there's probably a. 10 to 20 percent that it's like a disaster season yeah that seems reasonable i mean aaron donald is so 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 available cooper cup similarly like how many how many starts has aaron donald missed in his career any two Two he missed two in 2017 um he was defensive player of the year that year anyway (laughs) he missed he missed two in 2017 that's it uh cooper cup missed eight in 2018 uh and one in 2020 um stafford is an iron man as we know although he is higher at higher risk because of what we know about him uh and ramsey is also very available over the balance of his career, he has 16, 16, 16. Uh, he missed some time in 2019. That was the year he came to the Rams. But after coming to the Rams, he was available for every game, and he missed one and one. So these guys in general are very available. Um, so that's why I think the chances, and in just in general, the Rams proving year in, year out, that they suffer the fewest meaningful injuries, meaningful games lost something about the way that they handle their training camp keeping these guys healthy something about the way they train and handle their off-season conditioning program uh something about the way they treat and keep these guys you know in in fit physical fitness during the duration of the season you know they they got the right people in place in that uh, medical room to avoid catastrophic catastrophic stuff so i think i'm still i'm gonna stick with my 20 percent chance to get through unscathed i'm gonna make it uh uh 75 chance that uh that stafford misses meaningful time or not not that stafford misses more than one game or you know that there's more than one game lost between that core four and then uh five percent that it's that something serious happens i think that's pretty narrow yeah, like multiple of the core four missing plus a cluster injury. Like, yeah, what what you would classify as a bad time. Yeah, yeah, bad vibes. <laughs> bad, so, bad all right, vibes. let's let's look at their uh, who they play this year then, because they are sitting on a first place schedule in a tough division, and it's a tough schedule. But there's some soft spots you, in your favorite. Your favorite a lot. Yeah, playing. 
essentially the best team in the league and the worst team in the league in two consecutive weeks. So your prep looks like for that. I don't know. Maybe I have Houston below Atlanta, but that is a broad spread of teams early on where you play a couple of real toughies in San Francisco on the road and Buffalo at home. But you also get Atlanta at home and Carolina at home um, early by. But again, this uh, you got Kansas City, Buffalo, Chargers, Green Bay. You got your division. You have Las Vegas. You have New Orleans. It's not an easy schedule. Probably top ten, no. toughest, and fourteen. The, the only, four, yeah, good. Yeah, the, I mean the the plus side would be that those late road games. You know, one is at Green Bay, but those two late road games are up the coast at Seattle. And a road game that's not a road game. I don't know if they should do this ever. Like the Chargers, that's funny. It's like when the Giants and Jets play. Like, hey, it's a road game at the stadium you play your other home games at. So, one of their one of their road games is essentially at home, and they're an NFC team, so they have an extra home game as well. So easy from a travel standpoint. As the division, it's one of the most tightly packed divisions as far as travel. Just with with your road games in division, none of them are very far. You have the extra home game. One of your road games is in L.A. So from a travel standpoint, pretty damn easy. I don't see an East Coast game besides Tampa. That's it. Tampa and New Orleans are like your, your nasty travel spots. Green Bay, I guess. That's not a good one, but... Uh, opponents tough, traveling fairly easy. So I'm fine. Make yeah, what you're, I mean that's fine. Yeah, that, that's uh, that's fair. But yeah, they yeah. they have a, a bit of a widow widowmaker if everybody here plays to their potential. Yeah, I yeah that home stretch looks rough. Um, the middle stretch isn't fun either. Tampa, New Orleans, KC, Tampa, Arizona, New Orleans, KC, for that matter. San Francisco, Tampa, Arizona, New Orleans, KC, for that matter. That five-game stretch is is nasty in terms of strength of opponent. Uh, and then, yeah, Vegas, Green Bay, you know. Strength of opponent, Vegas, Green Bay, Denver, Chargers is, is tough. But you mentioned it. One of your road games is in L.A. You also mentioned, or I don't know if you mentioned this, but I think they're one of two teams that – basically gets two buys yeah the the thursday to monday thing the thursday to monday there's a, a, 11 games in between vegas and green bay so like <laughs> hey here's a nasty travel spot where you have to i mean green bay is green bay's coming off on, their buy there too yeah G- green bay's on the lake if you go to the other side of that lake you're in the eastern time zone i mean it, it's yeah. It's Midwest, but it's about as far as you can go without being in the Eastern time. So it's a far travel spot from L.A. And also you have to go to fucking Appleton, which is a just a dump of a town. Sorry, Appleton. <laughs> I've been there. It's, it's getting hate mail. How do you that. really feel? Yeah. How do you re- <laughs> like players complain about this? You, you're not staying at the Waldorf in New York. You have to stay at the, you know, the days in in Appleton. But uh a nasty travel spot for uh, relative to their, you know, relative on their schedule, but they have 11 days between the last game and that one yeah. to kind of counteract some of that. And yeah, Green Bay coming off the buy isn't great. Maybe mark that as a, a probable L, but yeah. yeah, it's, they, they were given some gifts here for a first place team coming off a Super Bowl. 
even that you brought up there going pretty much to the east coast for that green bay game it's a night game so your kind of body clock is a little bit advantageous relative you get a little extra time there yeah so uh i mean the funny interesting thing i guess is there's a pretty clear flip-flop in terms of when your schedule gets tough travel-wise and opponent-wise compared to san francisco right like so there's a little bit of a flip-flop there um i guess there's gonna be i think as i look at this i just think there'll be some obvious spots or it's not even obvious but there'll be some opportunities where the market is overrating the rams this season and you'll be able to bet against them i think that's pretty likely uh similarly there may be some stretches where they lose to a couple of teams like if they let's say they lose to back to back to new orleans kc right and then there's a little you know the market's not going to give you a, a bettable price for the rams against seattle at home but maybe against las vegas it is right so there's there's some stuff like that that's interesting to me in terms of uh kind of buy low on them on certain games and and sell them uh, in certain spots. Um, definitely, definitely was huge positive for you to get San Francisco early. I think you want to play them as early as possible. And yeah, don't let Lance get his feet under him. But yeah, both of those games out of the way before week nine is pretty, pretty, pretty solid for you if you're the Rams. And as far as the, you know, you're playing in a division, like at Kansas City sucks, but for the rest of that division, you're playing, you know, uh, the the Chargers, the Broncos, and Vegas. You don't have to play at altitude. Nope. You don't have to play in Vegas with the extra distractions. And nope. the other road game is your in home your stadium. <laughs> in so, your house. Yeah. So so as far as that go, the great point. The AFC crossing division that they have, they they drew pretty well there too. So. I don't know. It's a uh, the only thing they didn't draw well crossing is that they get the Bills. Bills. They're the only Tampa. NFC. They're the only NFC team that has to play Buffalo and KC. No other NFC team. Yeah, has to play as both. far as opponents goes, very tough. So I, I feel who like it opens the window. KC? Yeah. Do you remember who crosses and plays KC? Like would that you know that rando yeah, game? Is it? Is. It's Tampa, right? I think it's no Tampa playing everybody. Uh, uh, I gotta look it up. I guess uh, it's maybe it's Dallas. It's sorry, man. Maybe Green Bay. Yeah, Green Bay plays KC. Well, that's a yeah. That's your first place cross. No, that's they play them in the preseason. Oh yeah. So never mind. Um, your first this place cross. The Bucks Sorry, play them. Not great. I mean, the Chiefs Chiefs play the Bucks this year. It's got to be Tampa then. Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay. Tampa's let's play. Cross. Tampa does not play the Bills, so that was a true statement. The only team that plays the Bills and the Chiefs is the Rams. All right. Sorry about that. That was a long way to get there. Um, we got there. All right. What do you I think? Mean, the, looking at the looking at the schedule, looking at the. You know the weakness broadly in the NFC, like doors, doors wide open, Lance. Doors, <laughs> doors wide open, Lance. But the doors also open for the Rams to get the one seed. Yeah, right. 
if how many if wins Lance, does it take to get how many wins does it take to get the one seed in the NFC? I know how many losses it takes. It just takes a few extra losses from basically the Eagles, Packers, and Niners. Bucks, yeah. Bucks. You've already, Bucks, you've already written off the Bucks. Yeah, it's like in my brain they're dead already. The Saints, yeah. yeah, we we need to we need to keep the Saints under fourteen wins to get the one seed. But um, 13, 13 probably 13. gets you there, doesn't it? I think so. Which means at least five into a tiebreaker. A, a fit, a, yeah. If yeah, basically, if you if you can exercise your demons against San Francisco and get some regular season wins against Kyle Shanahan, then you're talking you're taking one seed. Sure, I can dig that. What do you think well, happens in Week One? By the way. Buffalo. Yeah, I think they lose. Buffalo gets them on banner night in our house. Who's whose house? Rams house. Better coach. Yeah, that's not a big guy. Mm-hmm. All right, they are eleven to one to win the Super Bowl. After all that, it's a little low. Un- unbettable to me to bet yeah. probably any of this. If you believe, maybe after they the lose Rams, to the Bills. Yeah, I was gonna say if you believe in the Rams, there's gonna be better spots in the maybe even late in the year after they get through that midseason crush. There's gonna be spots to grab some Rams to add to your portfolio if you really want to. I don't want to do that with a, a fragile team. It just uh, no, no, no. I, I'm I'm not betting anything on Rams until we get to the eve of the playoffs. Yeah, you you have to you have to be damn near there. And even that, it'll you know a lot of things will a lot of things will have to go right for me to be betting on the Rams. That's not to say I won't bet on them game to game. There's going to be spots where they match up great. There's going to be spots where this uh, you know that pass rush at front four are really going to eat. There's going to be spots where teams aren't going to be able to cover this uh, this offense. We didn't even really talk about the addition to the offense and uh, a Rob like that's yeah. That's a really nice. I was actually going to get there because I had a question for you about plan, betting plan of attack regarding Stafford MVP. Oh, go ahead. I, I don't have much to say on those odds. I'm I'm pretty much out. Green Bay's the East Coast, yes. Um, it's not the East Coast. It's e- almost Eastern time zone. Um. And Damn, I will shit about that. Yeah, I will. Uh, no, I, I, I'm just curious. Is 20 to one a bet on price for Stafford MVP? Um, and the reason I ask is there is sometimes a shadow where once a quarterback has a Super Bowl ring, he's elevated in the minds of the voters. Do you know what I mean? I mean, now that he has an AT&T commercial. Yeah, a lot of people thinking about Stafford. I've he seen proved. that commercial about 500 times too much. I like the girl. She's cool. <laughs> Lily? Stafford's, Stafford's uh, kind of uh, chumping it up there, doing his uh, kind of not, wink and nod to Detroit. Um, I, I get it. I get it. Um, I guess that's the better a better way of betting this team to win the one seed. Right? If he really... If he really does it like shit, he did it again. He brought this team to the playoffs. They're even better than last year. Again, you don't have to win the Super Bowl. It's an award that's voted on early. Yeah, I don't hate that. I, I probably won't have any. A full team, okay. Josh. Okay. Because, like, the you mentioned the addition of A Rob, like, the 
major only major loss was Whitworth and Nopum at least now has more starts under his belt. The rest of that offensive line is fine. Um, your running game is, you know, is fine. It's a decent kind of balance to your passing game. And you got Allen Robinson, Van Jefferson, Cooper Cup to to go to here. Van Jefferson healthy? I thought so. I can double check that. I think that. he is too, right? I'm pretty sure he is too. Um, and presumably at some point you get uh, Odell Beckham Jr. even into the mix. Every expectation is that he's going to ultimately sign with the Rams when he's ready to play. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's a free agent, but... I don't know. Like, I would. I'd be surprised if he ends up. I mean, somebody could make him an offer. Do the Rams have any first round draft picks next year that they could trade for elite players this year? I think they're out for a while. Okay. I think that. Well, that they, are they allowed to trade the twenty twenty seven first rounder for? Uh, who, who could become available that the Rams would be like? That's ah, a hell of a. Get him. That's a hell of a point. Be like, how far ahead are you allowed to? Like, the Rams are trading a first round pick. Like uh, in the NBA, they now. have rules for this. I'm sure. Th- I'm sure there's <laughs> rules in the in the NFL about that. But that'd be funny if, like, you know, this is like there is, you know, the, the the headlines or the talking heads on TV be like, the first round pick they just traded right now for Justin Jefferson to fill in for the departed Cooper Cup is actually probably a third grader right now, guys. Can you be? I just can hear Stephen A. Smith. A third grader! <laughs> that'd be, that'd be, that was a terrible... Was this statement. a good trade? <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, man. We're going we're gonna to look at Pop Warner teams right now. But yeah, I, I don't know. There's a rule, I'm sure. But they are, yeah, they are getting towards the end of the rope on what they can do here with trading first-round picks. There will have to be a uh, rebuild, but why would you rebuild if you still have this team right now? If you I, were to you go for if it, you were, for sure. if you were, if you're less need, and you're looking at this roster, is there a positional group that you are evaluating other teams throughout the first half of the season to look to try to grab a guy? I don't know. Where would you say their biggest weakness is? Their biggest weakness is just depth. I would be looking for I'd be looking for depth pieces. That's not their MO though. <laughs> you know, they don't they don't seem to care about that. They got um, they brought in Bobby Wagner. If he has anything left, any tread left on the tires, then they don't need I think a linebacker. There's a little, yeah, a little tread there. I mean he's Corner, cornerback. He's I guess. Still Bo- I mean, he's still Bobby Wagner. He's expected to start. I mean, he's still- I guess, yeah, yeah. If you could, corner. If you could, if you could pick a cornerback, an unhappy quarterback, cornerback off of a team that um, is underachieving and is looking to you know clear some space. Like, yeah, I wonder why they weren't in like the James Bradbury sweepstakes. That would have been a decent fit, and you keep him off the Eagles. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I offensive guess, line, yeah, offensive line or corner. Line. That's right, go. Yeah, yeah, that sounds right. Um, so, all right, well, we'll keep an eye on if uh, we tip your, if, we tip our hat to the Los Angeles Chiefs. Yeah, good job. Yeah, congrat and congratulations for trading a 2027 first rounder for Laramie Tunsil. I think that was a good deal. Um, immediately short up that left tackle spot. Great job, Rams, and uh, we'll see you in uh, Glendale in uh, in February. Um, in seriousness. I think the Rams are bettable if we get to the uh, the playoffs and their path looks like it looked like it like it looked like it could go last year, right? Like they can avoid cold weather in the playoffs. They can avoid they can host some playoff games 
and they're healthy, I think they're bettable at that time. But uh, I also don't think you need to rush it because the downside is there in terms of injury and in terms of availability, considering it's a Stars and Scrubs team. Yeah, you get to, you get to the Perfect. end of the season and they're healthy. I'll take some chances on them for sure. I like it. All right. Hey, we'll, uh, we'll be back next week. See you guys. We'll actually be back in two weeks. Uh,